If you're depressed, if you're anxious, you're not weak, you're not crazy, you're not in the main a machine with broken parts. You're a human being with unmet needs. Hello and welcome to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs, and I want to say I'm just grateful and thankful for you tuning into the show. I'm really excited about sharing my first clip with you guys, which is the first part of a two-part series which will air on Wednesday. But before that, I'd like to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world today to give it some context, just in case you're listening to this show after it's aired. First off, I want to say my condolences to anyone who has lost someone to the complication to do to contracting the coronavirus. I'm recording this episode in May of 2020, which is roughly about two months into the coronavirus pandemic, which has also resulted in most of the world being forced to stay at home and most schools, places of worship and businesses have been shut down. And this is the case for most of the states and countries around the world. And in some places, they have more strict laws than others. Now, the majority of the world is still shut down, but most cases have lowered significantly and few places have opened back up. But my concern is really with the effect that this shutdown has had on most of us to this point. Like the fact that More than 20 million people in the U.S. alone have lost their jobs. People are forced not to go outside unless it's deemed absolutely necessary. Some people honestly are just scared to even go back outside. Also, the effect that social distancing has on our inherent need for connection and us not having the ability to do most of the things that have helped us get to this point that we are now as a civilization which is having a huge effect on our mental health as well as other things. Now, I'm not taking away from the people that have had someone lost, lose their life from the complications of contracting the coronavirus, but in the same breath, I don't want to leave out the people who have also been hugely affected in many ways, like financially or socially, as examples. So with that said, We'll jump into the first clip and with our first featured speaker who has some great insights to share about the topic of depression. So without further ado, let's jump right in with journalist, speaker, and New York Times bestselling author, Johan Hari. For a really long time, I had two mysteries that were hanging over me. I didn't understand them. And to be honest, I was, I was quite afraid to look into them. The first mystery was, I'm 40 years old, and all throughout my lifetime, year after year, serious depression and anxiety have risen in the United States, in Britain, and across the Western world. And I wanted to understand, why? Why is this happening to us? Why is it that with each year that passes, more and more of us are finding it harder to get through the day? And I wanted to understand this because of a more personal mystery. 
When I was a teenager, I remember going to my doctor and explaining that I had this feeling like pain was leaking out of me. I couldn't control it. I didn't understand why it was happening. I felt quite ashamed of it. And my doctor told me a story that I now realize was well-intentioned, but quite oversimplified. Not totally wrong. My doctor said, well, we know why people get like this. Some people just naturally get a chemical imbalance in their heads. You're clearly one of them. All we need to do is give you some drugs that will get your chemical balance back to normal. So I started taking a drug called Paxil or Siroxat. It's the same thing with different names in different countries. And I felt much better. I got a real boost. But not very long afterwards, this feeling of pain started to come back. So I was given higher and higher doses until for 13 years I was taking the maximum possible dose that you're legally allowed to take. And for a lot of those 13 years and pretty much all the time by the end, I was still in a lot of pain. And I started asking myself, well, what's going on here? Because you're doing everything you're told to do by the story that's dominating the culture. Why do you still feel like this? So to get to the bottom of these two mysteries, for a book that I've written, I ended up going on a big journey all over the world. I traveled over 40,000 miles. I wanted to sit with the leading experts in the world about what causes depression and anxiety and, crucially, what solves them, and people who've come through depression and anxiety and out the other side in all sorts of ways. And I learned a huge amount from the amazing people I got to know along the way. But I think at the heart of what I learned is, so far, we have scientific evidence for nine different causes of depression and anxiety. Two of them are indeed in our biology. Uh, your genes can make you more sensitive to these problems, though they don't write your destiny. And there are real brain changes that can happen when you become depressed that can make it harder to get out. But most of the factors that have been proven to cause depression and anxiety are not in our biology. They're factors in the way we live. And once you understand them, it opens up a very different set of solutions that should be offered to people alongside the option of chemical antidepressants. For example, if you're lonely, you're more likely to become depressed. If, when you go to work, you don't have any control over your job, you've just got to do what you're told, you're more likely to become depressed. If you very rarely get out into the natural world, you're more likely to become depressed. And one thing unites a lot of the causes of depression and anxiety that I learned about, not all of them, but a lot of them. Everyone here knows you've all got natural physical needs, right? Obviously, you need food, you need water, you need shelter, you need clean air. If I took those things away from you, you'd all be in real trouble real fast. But at the same time, every human being has natural psychological needs. You need to feel you belong. You need to feel your life has meaning and purpose. You need to feel that people see you and value you. You need to feel you've got a future that makes sense. And this culture we built is good at lots of things. And many things are better than in the past. I'm glad to be alive today. But we've been getting less and less good at meeting these deep, underlying psychological needs. And it's not the only thing that's going on, but I think it's the key reason why this crisis keeps rising and rising. And I found this really hard to absorb. I really wrestle with the idea of shifting from thinking of my depression as you know, just a problem in my brain to one with many causes, including many in the way we're living. And it only really began to fall into place for me when one day I went to interview a South African psychiatrist named Dr. Derek Summerfield. He's a great guy. And Dr. Summerfield happened to be in Cambodia in 2001 when they first introduced chemical antidepressants for people in that country. 
And the local doctors, the Cambodians, had never heard of these drugs, so they were like, what are they? And he explained. And they said to him, oh, we don't need them. We've already got antidepressants. And he was like, what do you mean? He thought they were going to talk about some kind of herbal remedy, like, I don't know, St. John's wort, ginkgo biloba, something like that. Instead, they told him a story. There was a farmer in their community who worked in the rice fields. And one day, he stood on a landmine left over from the war with the United States, and he got his leg blown off. So they gave him an artificial leg, and after a while, he went back to work in the rice fields. But apparently, it's super painful to work underwater when you've got an artificial limb. And I'm guessing it was pretty traumatic to go back and work in the field where he got blown up. The guy started to cry all day. He refused to get out of bed. He developed all the symptoms of classic depression. The Cambodian doctor said, this is when we gave him an antidepressant. And Dr. Summerfield said, what was it? They explained that they went and sat with him. They listened to him. They realized that his pain made sense. It was hard for him to see it in the throes of his depression, but actually it had perfectly understandable causes in his life. One of the doctors talking to the people in the community figured, you know, if we bought this guy a cow, he could become a dairy farmer, He wouldn't be in this position that was screwing him up so much he wouldn't have to go and work in the rice fields. So they bought him a cow. Within a couple of weeks, his crying stopped. Within a month, his depression was gone. They said to Dr. Summerfield, so you see, doctor, that cow, that was an antidepressant. That's what you mean, right? (laughs) If you'd been raised to think about depression the way I was, and most of the people here were, that sounds like a bad joke, right? I went to my doctor for an antidepressant, she gave me a cow. But... (laughs) But what those Cambodian doctors knew intuitively, based on this individual unscientific anecdote, is what the leading medical body in the world, the World Health Organization, has been trying to tell us for years, based on the best scientific evidence. If you're depressed, if you're anxious, you're not weak, you're not crazy, you're not, in the main, a machine with broken parts. You're a human being with unmet needs. And it's just as important to think here about what those Cambodian doctors and the World Health Organization are not saying. They did not say to this farmer, hey, buddy, you need to pull yourself together. It's your job to figure out and fix this problem on your own. On the contrary, what they said is, we're here as a group to pull together with you so together we can figure out and fix this problem. This is what every depressed person needs, and it's what every depressed person deserves. This is why one of the leading doctors at the United Nations in their official statement for World Health Day a couple of years back in 2017 said we need to talk less about chemical imbalances and more about the imbalances in the way we live. Drugs give real relief to some people. They gave relief to me for a while. But precisely because this problem goes deeper than their biology, The solutions need to go much deeper too. That was Johan Hari expanding our awareness about depression and also encouraging us to look at the whole picture rather than simply subscribing to the notion that depression is caused by only one thing and that it can only be solved in one way. If you'd like to check out more about Johan Hari, don't forget to tune in to the second part of this two-part series coming this Wednesday. You can also check out his website, johanhari.com, where you can find out more about him and his most recent book, which is a New York Times bestselling book titled Lost Connections, 
Why You're Depressed and How to Find Hope, which I highly recommend you picking up if you or someone you know struggles with depression. You can also follow him on social media at Johan period Hari. Uh, I think that's a wrap. Episode one in the books. If you get a chance, please subscribe, rate and review the show. Share it with someone you know. You can also connect with me on social media at Depression Detox Show. And before I let you go, I'd like to shed some hope and say that I believe we'll come out of this pandemic and be better than we've ever been, both as individuals and collectively as a society. It may take some time, but I ultimately believe that it will happen. And it's my hope that you can use this show as a resource to help lift you up and help you along your path during down times that we will all inevitably face at some point in our lives. All right. Wishing you a great day. See you Wednesday. Until then, stay strong. Later.